0: On tonight's episode, we hop up on our desks and say, Oh, Captain, my Captain, as we talk about Dead Poet Society. Hello, welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyzes it, and dissects it, whether it be movies and television. And we are still continuing our year of the 80s. I'm your host, John, and welcoming back for the first time in a couple of weeks is April. April, how are you? I'm good. How are you, you picked one of the worst movies <laughs> to ever talk about when it comes to the '80s. Dude, I, make...
1: I love Ugh. I love this movie. Like, it's so freaking sad, but like, I love this movie.
0: Listen, you can love this movie as much as you want. I was watching this. I was like. This is the third time I have seen this movie.
1: This is one of my winter movies, like, winter faves, because, like, there's that that epic snow scene, and, like, Uh, I don't know, I just, I love this movie in the wintertime. The
0: way you make that sound, it's, like, the same way people somehow associate Harry Potter with Christmas, which I'm still waiting for that.
1: Well, and Harry Potter with fall, too, like, Harry Potter 1, like...
0: Eh, yeah 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 i'll give you that
1: i mean i always used to watch it in the fall and then in christmas well now they
0: just play like all the time during christmas and i don't understand why
1: i think it's like the magical time of year type vibe well you that know?
0: and like maybe hogsmeade and like that Well,
1: christmas. and hogwarts has like the christmas decor and the cafeteria you know
0: this has been our harry potter exclusive insights <laughs>
1: uh, apparently
0: so we watched 1989's american drama film directed by peter weir dead poet society starring robin williams set in 1959 at the fictional elite conservative boarding school welton academy it tells the story of an English teacher who inspires his students through the teachings of poetry. April, what is your history with this movie?
1: I first saw this movie during my very serious Robin Williams phase in college? High school? I don't remember the exact time. I was like seventeen and up. Like, um I think it was college, yeah, because yeah. I wasn't like very serious um in high school like in college i think i discovered him through what dreams may come and patch adams
0: honestly that's a way better those are way better movies than and this.
1: once i discovered his like drama cuz i think i watched good morning vietnam whenever i was like younger you know in high school or whatever um and i wasn't crazy about that but i grew up with mrs doubtfire so i loved him there but as far as his drama i didn't discover that until college like my like my freshman sophomore year think it was my sophomore year of college I discovered um the more darker serious side of Robin and his like drama and I just I used to watch this movie all the time because I love poetry and I always wanted to secretly go to like a private boarding school I thought it would be so cool um Nerd. and i i don't know like <laughs> i like secret clubs and everything you know you're such a nerd i <laughs> was such a nerd like uh, i literally i tried to form my own secret clubs in college like it was ridiculous i was ridiculous
0: so i had never seen this movie until we actually started dating really so you told me you gave me like a risk of rec of like movies you love and i wanted to check them out and this was in my college library and
1: I rented it along with I bet you were like, wow, this is a really sad girl. Because like no, all the movies no. I loved back then were like jerkers and emotional dramas. That's not
0: true because I did introduce you to Goodwill Hunting.
1: <laughs> and you introduced me to Les Miz, which is like the biggest tearjerker in the world.
0: But that is a wonderful musical.
1: <laughs> that was like the first movie we ever watched together. It was like Was Les that Mis. the first movie we ever yeah, watched? Yeah, it was the first movie we ever watched together. I didn't together. know it was that or
0: Despicable Me.
1: No, it was Lame Miss. Uh, I then, remember!
0: Well, it's literally one of my favorite stories of all time.
1: It's so good.
0: Yeah, it is. It's Les Misereaux. Um, but no, so I checked this out and I was in summer school because I was, like, trying to finish, like, my college path and everything, get out of there, and whatnot. And this is when I had a very interesting roommate at the time. Oh, gosh. And I, he, he used to work at McDonald's and I was watching this movie (laughs) and I, uh, and we're going to talk about it later, but there's a scene which involves one of the kids taking, unfortunately taking his life. And I'm like crying because of it. He walks in from a ship and he's like, are you okay? I go, (laughs) I remember calling you and I was like, this is a sad movie. <laughs> like,
1: it, didn't, it didn't get you down. Like, back then, you were like, nothing was serious. No, like, that it, movie made like... me
0: cry. This movie made me cry the
1: very first I'm show. I'm very like, shocked that you actually did cry, though. I'm very shocked. Like, like
0: I cried during this first watching Then I did. Like, this is the third time I've seen this movie now. And there was a movie that came out in 2002 with Kevin Klein. And it just feels like a rip-off of this movie. It's called The Emperor's Club. I know I've mentioned this movie around you a couple of times or not. Because it the similarities, yeah. the similarities are so, so, so,
1: so there. Horror? No, they're just,
0: they're just there. <laughs> yeah. They're just there.
1: You know, I just really want to punch Red Foreman in the face.
0: Oh, Kurtwood Smith.
1: Ugh. He just made me so Dude. mad. Honestly, I
0: think when I think of Curdwood Smith, I think of Red Foreman, obviously, and I think of the villain from Robocop because he has the best one liners ever. Really? Oh, yeah. I never realized he's that like was this, him. He's like this intense drug dealer. In I, that haven't, movie. I
1: haven't seen Robocop it, since oh. like literally the 80s. Oh, we're going to
0: talk about that later.
1: I can't wait to do Robocop.
0: Um, but yeah, so. I just thought of this guy if Red Foreman grew up from a rich, private, snooty family when I saw this movie. Oh, my God. Because that's gosh. basically what it was. Because you have him. He's like the dad of the guy who's supposedly friends with Doc with House on House. Yeah. Which I had to take... Which I was wrong when I first talked to you I thought that was Thomas Gibson playing that role. It's actually the guy from House. Yeah. Because if it was Thomas Gibson who plays... Um, Oh, he's on Criminal Minds. Um, not Gideon. Hodge. Yeah, he plays Hotch. Yeah. So I'm, that was my mistake.
1: He also then, was on Dharma and Greg too, right?
0: Yes, he was. Yeah. Way better show.
1: Am I getting uh, better at movies? Like you're,
0: you're getting you're getting better at actors.
1: I, I think I like whenever me and John first started dating, he was always like that's not right. Like, he did everything, and I was just like, I have no idea what this guy, is. I'm like, I'm thinking of a guy, he has kind of dark hair, he's kind of tall, like, so he was. He did that and- show with that blonde girl who was really weird and quirky, you he's like, Darman Greg, and, Greg. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you know what I'm talking about?
0: First off, i love Darman <laughs> Gregg.
1: I know you do, but, uh,
0: but anyway, um, I'm bad with names. Yeah, so, like, this movie also has Ethan Hawke as a baby in baby dude I really like Ethan Hawke I mean talk and... about
1: Robin Williams he's a baby in this I mean he was so young
0: <sighs> he was very young um I don't know like he was th-
1: probably like late 20s
0: no early God. 30s no he's probably late 30s early 40s at the most
1: no way he was so young in this I'm so curious no.
0: well he did he did a way more intense movie before this one called the world according to, to Garp
1: which... and he did Fisher King
0: no, this, I think this was after Fisher King. Like this came before Fisher King. Really? Yeah, cuz this was 89. Fisher King was in the, in the 90s.
1: I thought that that movie came before this. No,
0: I think Fisher King is 93. I believe 95. you.
1: I believe you, but I think it's because Well, I only
0: know it because I have the Criterion collector version of the movie and it has the year on the side. All oh, right. You uh, know
1: what movie this always reminds me of?
0: Hmm.
1: Mona Lisa's Smile.
0: I only saw that movie once and I barely remember it, which is insane because I know that's one of your favorite movies. It's
1: like literally one of my favorite. I'm a big Julia girl if you guys haven't learned that by now, but yeah.
0: <sighs> All right, so I know you love this movie because of the, uh, its use of poetry and how Robin uses yeah. poetry. Okay,
1: and like also it's inspiring. Like I really loved English uh, in high school. Okay. I loved English in college. I loved English in middle school. I literally was like, yeah, I'll conjugate that verb. Thank you. Like, it was so fun to me. And- I'm rolling
0: my eyes at you just the way (laughs) you (laughs) just used freaking literature class terms. You
1: mean you didn't like diagramming sentences when you were in seventh grade? Like, that wasn't wasn't you?
0: To quote Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hell no! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like-
0: There's a reason why I became a a history major. (laughs) Even though I had to write a crap ton of papers. Dude,
1: I, uh, I was an English major in college before I switched to psychology. Like, I loved it that much.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I just hated reading, which is what's so funny.
0: <laughs> See, I love reading. I just can't write to save my life.
1: I love writing. I love like, English. Like, I love like poetry, I, Like, I, I hate reading. Like, I
0: don't know where to put a semicolon. I don't know where to put a comma. I don't know where to put a hyphen. Like, it's just, ugh. I don't know. So you
1: hate grammar. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we complete each other yeah we really do okay
0: um but honestly like i get why you love this movie i really do I, and especially
1: I, it made me fall in love with robin
0: well it's not only that but like the setting the environment definitely that yeah the, the like
1: what i like about the personalities see yeah.
0: what i kind of want more out of this because like the movie's about the kids right yeah Kind of wanted a little bit more Robin. I don't really think we get a whole lot of Robin. What? A lot. Like maybe like one more extra scene where it's just him and he talks about like his past or whatever with the college because he. Doesn't, yeah, I mean, like... I would
1: have wanted some more. But... Yeah, but,
0: I mean, he's like this man surrounded in mystery, and we're sp- and the kids treat him like a god, and that's fine. But as a viewer, it's like, well, what makes him st- like? We get that he's like more liberal than the conservative professors at this university or whatever like he does teach i think differently. he
1: inspires and leads in a way that creates influence and i think that's what the professors didn't like the professors wanted to well, him to well, they they wanted him to memorize they wanted the kids to memorize things yeah and standardize it to where they just have to study hard and whatever but they don't want them getting passionate about things Yeah, and you know, and like Robin was all about passion.
0: Then that's fine, but you know, like when they went to like look up the old yearbook, and it had his like baby photo, which we we have the biography of Robin Williams and everything. Yeah, and um, that photo that they use in the biography in the yearbook, I think, is in his biography as like a. like, a student photo of him from when he went to, like, some school. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure. Like, I just thought that was funny, because I was like, I remember this exact photo, and I hate that I remember this exact photo. But, of course, you know, unfortunately, Robin passed away, and
1: I and miss everything. him every day. I, I literally think about I, him every day.
0: I, I, I kind of wish, yeah, like, I miss him every day, too. I mean, he was the genie in Aladdin, for God's sake. I mean, that movie is on my trophy list of best animations of all time.
1: Um, I think he was able to make connections so quickly, like, with so many different peoples and roles and just life. Like, he just really drank up life. Like, I think he was a creative genius. So,
0: he really wanted to do a comic book movie, specifically.
1: (laughs) I didn't know where you were going with that.
0: He wanted to do a Batman movie, and he wanted to play the Riddler.
1: I could totally see that.
0: I would love love more than anything to see that.
1: Like, I don't know why they wouldn't have given him that. I feel like he should have gotten any role. Well, I think it's because around that time that
0: he wanted, there was... Jim Carrey. Not even that, but, like, he was doing drugs and all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But, I mean, let's I mean,
1: who doesn't, who's an actor? I mean, like, that...
0: Well, you know, he talks about it so openly in his stand-up acts. Like, in his last stand-up act, he talks about what it's like being an alcoholic going to rehab
1: well see i feel like batman back then used to be more for children and now batman is for everyone i think i think batman and marvel and dc and all those like superhero movies are way more for adults now than they are for kids well back then they were for kids you know
0: well you know tim Burton was originally going to make a superman movie with Nicolas cage as superman take that in think about it for a moment then to give me your answer uh, hell no. Like, um, hell yes. He, no! I mean, <laughs>
1: as a comedy, sure, but as, like, oh, no. as Mike?
0: No, Tim Burden though. Tim Burden and Nick Cage.
1: Nick Cage, no, no. He should never be <laughs> Superman. He should never... He's too tall, too lanky, too horse-faced. No, it just... It doesn't work. I can't.
0: There's actually a documentary where you actually see him in, like, home footage of wearing the suit. And it actually looks kind of Look, cool. we all
1: know that's what you want, but it's just not for I me. I think it's
0: a, what everyone wants.
1: No, I would watch it as a I, comedy. I would as wa- a comedy. Okay. You, I can't take okay. him seriously. Um,
0: my unpopular opinion. I'm not a big Tim Burton fan. I like his earlier stuff, but I don't like any of his later stuff, right? Well, yeah. As a non-Tim Burton fan, I would have gone and seen that.
1: I would have gone and see it too, but I'm just saying, as a comedy. I couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> I would have been laughing my ass off.
0: Is this also because we saw a movie with Nicolas cage where he destroys possessed animatronic animal machine
1: just just <laughs> let's continue okay yeah let's yeah continue.
0: yeah um but i mean let's be honest like what like we said earlier kurt woodsmith is the real big villain in this movie yeah spoiler um his son like wants to do like extracurricular activities and the fathers and Kurtwood Smith is like, No, you gotta do this and be a okay. doctor and go to Harvard and arr, 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 Eric, I'm gonna put my foot in your ass. He was like, You but, gotta
1: make money. You're not gonna make any money, you can't make he, a living off being a doctor. But an this actor. kid
0: his kid really wanted to be in this play, he wanted to be the main he got. And the he main did role. such
1: a good job. Like, and he his so dad passionate. like
0: was like i'm gonna take you out you're gonna go into military school yeah but, poor that, kid. but then he was like that's more years added on and the dad just didn't care he was just trying to discipline him so the kid unfortunately uh passed, un, 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 takes his life and everything and, it was so sad you The know, movie's
1: very sad it, like, it's very sad
0: like you pick i know this is one of your favorite movies and i really do respect it but this is the most depressing thing.
1: I know. Because but like, it's I'm the last really,
0: 30 minutes, and I want to go out. And you, I do end on a happy note, kind of.
1: But I it's love so hard. I love the dramas. Like, I love deep emotional that's dramas. Fine. Like, that's, I can't help it.
0: That's fine, but it's only that deep emotional drama for like 10 minutes.
1: What? No, the whole movie is inspiring. The oh, whole come thing. on. Like, from get go. I mean,. Oh, captain, my captain. Like, I literally left there and was like, I would love to go take another college course. I was like, I'm in the desk. Teach me. Like, I live for college. And that's fine. Like, that's fine. I. I but I, I was a huge nerd, so, like, yeah. I have a different, you know, I, I'm different.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I get, like, the the the, the 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 boys and everything, too. Like, their little secret club, dead poet society thing that they have in the, yeah. In the cave. Yeah, Tawanda. Yeah, no, I think it was Nuwanda.
1: New New yeah, yeah. Nuwanda. <laughs> Nuwanda, yeah. He was I ridiculous.
0: Hate, I hate I remember that. Um, <laughs> but every time I thought, I was like, is he trying to say Rwanda, but be cool? Um, Nuwanda. Nuwanda. Uh, it sounds like Wakanda. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> you just looked at me like, what do you mean? No, but like, like... You know, they did really well. They did really good. It just for me, I feel like this is another one of these type of movies where it's copy and paste. And What? Yeah, I do. Because I feel like there's like a lot of like classroom
1: Agree to disagree.
0: Okay, that's fine. That's your opinion. Like when so for example, there's a movie that came out way before this movie. I think it came out in the 70s. Uh, with Sydney Poitier called To Serve with
1: Love. Okay.
0: And it's about this guy who's from New York, uh, from America, and he's trying to be an engineer in London, and in order to get that, he has to, like, teach this unruly class. Okay, whatever. okay. And then they all fall in love with him and, and everything, and it's a...
1: Dude, being a teacher is hard. I couldn't do oh, it. Oh, I couldn't
0: do it. I can't believe I wanted to do it. That's I the insane I can't believe you wanted thing. to do it. I, I cannot believe I wanted to do it so much. Like just we have i have friends on facebook and everything that are f- teachers and more I hear- power to you guys. and i hear what i the- couldn't do it and we live in the, nor- the north carolina where the teaching pay and everything is not good at all like i hear what they have to go through and everything it's insane yeah but
1: especially nowadays with the pandemic and everything like more power to teachers need to be making more money <laughs> It's like a full-time we, lifestyle. We, it's not just a job. Like it's all day every day, 24/7. Like I, it's insane.
0: Hi there. We at Flixology are proud to be sponsors of teachers getting paid more. Yeah. I had to think about
1: that. I would <laughs> I would de- I definitely I would like definitely uh, sign that petition. Bring it on.
0: Yeah, for real. Well, uh, I think we can go ahead and start wrapping up with our recommendation. Um is there one more thing you want to add before we do? Um I feel like we kind of covered everything. I was
1: just gonna ask, like, what did you think about the play that the kid was actually in? I mean, it was kind of cool well, to a, see. It's
0: a Midsummer Night's Dream. It's like one of the most. Well,
1: I know you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, like I, I love
0: Shakespeare. I really do. And I thought, I thought the play was great. I you thought know? it was
1: beautiful. I, you know,
0: I per, I actually have never seen it or read A Midsummer Night's Dream or whatever. I've yeah, never, I've never read it. I'm shocked by that. Well, the only the only ones that I actually probably read that were teaching were the
1: Star Wars ones?
0: No, although I do love those. Okay. <laughs> I need to get the last one. Um I read Hamlet and Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Like I mean, who hasn't? I I have never read Macbeth, but I know what happens in Macbeth. Yeah. I I have seen a World War 2 style interpretation of King Richard. Okay. Which it had Ian McKellen as the t- as the title as King Richard, and he plays like a Hitler in a Nazi occupied Germany, and it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. Um, and to go on with the Star Wars, I just read the, I just reread my Big Lebowski s- Shakespeare interpretation of that.
1: Oh my gosh, so, I forgot you had that. Oh, no,
0: it's actually good. It's it it holds up. I'm, I'm like, not
1: a big Shakespeare girl, but I thought. And I'm not really into stage theater either, especially, like, at a small level. Yeah. Um, Like, I like, like, Broadway shows and stuff like that. You know, like, the bigger productions, but...
0: Like Book of Mormon. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> we had so
1: much fun at Book of Mormon. But, um, as far as, like, the smaller, you know, especially, like, at a school type play production, like, thing. Unless it's somebody that you know in it, or, like, you work in the schools and you know the kids that are in it. It's just kind of like, eh. Like, am I here right now? Like my
0: first ever school. That's
1: my experience, though. So,
0: so when I grew up, my my brother went to a private school, and I went to public school because I wanted to go to public school. And they used to do like these really weird plays in the gymnasium, and this, this this I say a gymnasium, it wasn't a gymnasium, it's like this dome and top thing. And like an
1: auditorium, but with a dome. Like
0: you could fit three of our living rooms in there, and still have space. Okay. So they did like Phantom of the Auditorium, which was like a Phantom of the Opera ripoff type of thing. Okay. It's probably the most weirdest thing I've ever seen acted out on a high school level, like drama show. And it and every time I think of like your interpretation of high school theater, I mean high school theater and whatever. Yeah. I think of that one play <laughs> because it's so. Like, you could tell they were just like, well, we don't really, we, we have a budget, but we don't really know what we want to do. Uh, I'll just write a play about the auditorium. Oh my like, God. It was so freaking weird.
1: Dude, have you ever been in a church play?
0: I've been in multiple church plays.
1: I used to be in so many church plays. I always I played the, I like I played always the dad played, in one of them. I always played the angel. Like literally, I had wings. Stop. I had wings with like gold <laughs> tinsel on them. Stop. and I had like a white um communion gown or something and like a halo. I mean, it was like the real deal.
0: I played the dad. I've played the guy who just lost his daughter in nine eleven.
1: What? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. At church? <laughs> yes.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I played a um...
1: yeah, what are they teaching you kids?
0: <laughs> I played an elderly cowboy. And I played a wolf, like a like wolf in sheep's clothing type of thing.
1: Well, how did I not even know this about you? (laughs) Like,
0: I'm not really proud of that day. (laughs) Wow, I think uh, I'm more proud of where I played the dad day, and I made the joke where someone makes a joke where it's like, "Well, you're not gonna find Jesus in Sports Illustrated," and then I was supposed to go like,
1: "Well, what am I gonna do now?" Oh my gosh.
0: Uh. Anyway, I I know this is an obvious recommend for you i know you love this movie and i can't recommend it i just can't. what like it it's good it's a good movie like yeah i just you hate it that much you can't even recommend it as a good film i think it's just because i'm shocked okay let, me, shocked. let me let me rephrase my thing i think i can only request it as a first time viewing and here's why, because you get the emotions and everything with it. The second or third time you lose interest in the emotions because you know what's gonna happen and it doesn't hit you as hard.
1: Yeah, I mean for sure, so but I you would... can recommend it as like a watch I... and not a rewatch. I mean that makes yeah, sense. Yeah,
0: no, this is definitely not a rewatch. No. Definitely. Well, see, not re-watch. For me it's
1: a rewatch, but that's just because I really love Poetry Guys and I really love Robin Williams and like I don't know. I was just slightly obsessed with him. I own all of his movies. I watch them all the time just because they're so trippy. Like, I love them.
0: Well, now, April, you know, as I try to with every time I do research for a movie, I always try to find the one essential thing we always need to close out the show.
1: Oh, God.
0: I have found a Roger Ebert quote!
1: All right, let's hear what he said, because I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to like it.
0: Well, he gave it two out of four stars.
1: I mean... It deserves more, but okay.
0: Now keep in mind, this is an excerpt from his book I hated, hated, hated this movie. Okay. The Dead Poet Society is not the worst of the countless recent movies about good kids and Heidebound, authority, and older people. It may, however, be the most shameless in its attempt to pander to an adolescent audience. The movie pays lip service to qualities and values that on that on the evidence of the screenplay itself. It is cheerful, willing to abandon. If you're going to invoke Henry David Thoreau as the patron saint of your movie, then you had better make a movie he would have admired. Here's one of my favorite sentences from Thoreau's Walden, which I recommend for serious study by the authors of this film. Instead of studying how to make men's worth while to buy my baskets, I studied rather how to avoid the, necessi- the necessity of selling them. Think about that.
1: That was a bore. I'm going to think about that.
0: <laughs> this is why I do this.
1: <laughs> that was literally a bore. Like, I was like. <sighs>
0: uh, but that is going to be it for our show. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, please send us an email at FlixologyPodcast at gmail.com or check us out on uh, Instagram at Flixology podcast And as always, please like, please subscribe, and please write a review, and please spread the show word of mouth. That's how we get it out there. Now next month it's it's it, believe it or not we're already February Valentine the, the season of love and everything it's hard to believe we are already into February Like
1: literally I feel like the New Year's happened and then like boom we're in February like what what
0: But I am proud to say we are starting February off with a good good solid movie and that is we are watching the John Hughes classic 16 candles
1: I'm excited about that
0: Oh I love this Molly story.
1: Ringwald hello Honestly, Jake, out of the
0: three movies of the Brat Pack, which is this, Pretty in Pink and Breakfast Club, this one's my favorite out of all three.
1: Oh yeah, by far mine too.
0: I am not a Breakfast Club fan, and I will talk about that on the next episode.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah,
0: I will definitely talk about it. I'm just not. I'm just not. But until next week and the start of February with Sixteen Candles, this is the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. In April. Take it easy.